guys welcome to another uh, episode of my diary um calm down a little bit from yesterday and I'm, I'm reflecting on the conversation i had with um someone that i was all worked up about in the last episode and i'm wondering are, are feminine people better at arguing what does that even mean also fun fact about captain crunch and maybe a little bit more thank you for listening I may have been a little bit dramatic last last night. I was so turbed up. the The name of the person who I was talking to, her her um, name in my phone has been changed because it, originally it was her name, and then it was hurtful, and then it was fuck this bitch, and now it's back to her name. Um, but I had screen grabbed something she said. And I sent it back to her, but I had forgotten that I had changed her name to Hurtful in my phone. And luckily that text didn't go through. Thank God for looking out on that one. It was fine. We'll see. It definitely was interesting, though, because, you know, I don't know. I, I need to uh, – uh, she asked, she said, what's, what's with the, the diary that you're doing? Where do I find that? I said, no, you can't. It's unfindable. Not for you. I didn't say that not for you because then her girl brain would – click in and she'd be hunt it's very interesting that she's not all over that because but but you know uh count my blessings that that she isn't then i started thinking about you know arguing and a lot of times i wonder if the difference isn't between men and women but it's the difference between femininity and masculinity because i have this totally problematic fucked up notion you know that also doesn't seem way off that the more feminine someone is the better they are at arguing like, even if it's, like, like I had this old roommate, this really good-looking masculine guy. Actually, I remember when I interviewed to be his roommate, at the end of it, I said, and I just wanted to let you, you know, like, or I just wanted to ask, like, is it okay, you know, is it okay with you that I'm gay? Now, the phrasing of that question is kind of screwy on my part. Like, I should have just been, like, you know, by the way, I'm gay. Like, if he said no, what was I going to, like, I don't know. I set that up very, like, disenfranchising myself. But I said, is it okay with you I'm gay? And he, he said, me too. And I said, whoa. You are, you cannot tell, you know, you beat all the stereotypes. And he liked these really effeminate guys, like pretty, pretty, pretty guys, gorgeous. He had the same routine, actually. It was, real, it was kind of funny. So same, it was the exact same thing every time. When we first met, he had a boyfriend. Then they broke up and he was like, I haven't dated in a long time. And then it was just like a dating factory and it was the same routine. And it's this is pretty funny. He would have them over for dinner. They would have some wine and he would make a pot roast. A pot roast. That's a big thing to make. So he would make a pot roast, and then they would watch some TV, and then they would be in his room listening to R&B music. Like, you know, he, I guess that's that's not actual art. Is based off an actual song? Or is that just what people say to, like, insinuate sex? But, like, what is this? It kind of reminds me of Seinfeld, which was not sexual. I mean, Jesus Christ. If you got turned on watching Seinfeld, you're on another planet. And that's coming from me who watches all kinds of fucked up porn. God damn. Anyway. So, he, I, I would listen to him argue with some of these boyfriends. And I said, wow, these little feminine ones, they can argue like a motherfucker. And think about that. It seems like people, when they're more feminine, it's almost like, it's like they're better sometimes at seeing the bigger picture. Okay, this is really screwed up. Maybe not about business stuff all the time. Not this broad generalizations, broad generalizations. But they're better about like connecting the past 
and the future and seeing the bigger picture things like sometimes when I argue I'm just like really like trapped in the moment and whenever it seems like with women ones and feminine people like when they start arguing they like they they are IQ goes up 20 points like it's interesting so I actually started reading about it and I started searching for things that would back up what I already think because hey that's what you that's what you do with the internet you know I found this interesting article from psychology today so I already feel smarter and it's called Why Men Feel Outmatched During Arguments with Women. Uh, ding, 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 ding. When I, when I argue, me, Emma, when I argue, and, I, and I'm not a big arguer, but like when I do with these women, sometimes it feels like, I'm like, where did this IQ, there was this one girl I dated, she was, she was, she was ridiculous. I was about to say she was dumb as shit. I, I'm not going to say that, but that, you know, intellectualness wasn't, wasn't like a selling point of her. Big boobs. She was smoking. She was like a she was like a Barbie doll, black Barbie doll is what she was like. Hostess at this comedy club. Woof. Man, she was she was fun. Good sense of humor. But man, when we would argue, I was like, where the fuck did all those words come from? That like God, like Jesus. And then there was someone yeah, then I've been with a few different people like that. But but it's like literally their IQ and vocabulary goes up seven trillion points. So in this article Okay, when a boy gets hurt, he's likely to hear other males tell him to walk it off. Most men are taught early on to squelch emotion and man up. So that's interesting. So if guys aren't, like, conditioned to be in touch with their feelings, then they might not be in touch with the things that are, like, triggering them to make them mad as much because they're not, like, used to, like, sharing as much. It's not encouraged in the same way. So then when it comes to arguing, it's kind of, like, zero to angry. That's interesting. I wonder if that you find that true. Like, because we... We need to teach each other the skills, like whatever the gender identification, to be able to argue. Insu- back to the article. Insufficient emotional training leaves a lot of us men mm-hmm, feeling outwitted and outmatched by women. Outwitted and outmatched by women. The feminine, the women, the yes, oh my God, this little, this little Twinkie guy was talking circles around my roommate. Just because it's like, well, if you didn't even remember when we were at the mall, then you said this and then you were looking at that. And I knew then that like, da, 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 to exhibit A, to exhibit B, ba, ba, da, ba, 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 the light bulbs invented. Whatever. You get it. Like, it was just like so much like words and points and smartness. And then it like ends where it's like, and that's why you don't have a good relationship with your mother. And it's like, fuck. The, the women like pull it out, you know. Back to the article. In my clinical experience, women tend to see a bigger picture, a whole relationship picture than men and can more easily relate to past events to current happenings. I mean, that's not always true. And sometimes the roles are reversed, of course. But I can't tell you how many couples I've seen sidetracked into destructiveness and pointless arguments because he's talking about what's happening here and now while she's talking about larger patterns in the relationship. I relate to that. Or I'll always like fixate on one thing and then someone will say, well, you're not, you're not getting like the point, the bigger point. Because she's looking at the bigger picture, she might bring up past incidences during an argument or even speculate about how the current problem will affect the future relationship. Sure. So it was interesting when I was talking to this girl the other day and, you know, she was like, I'm sorry. Like I, I, I wasn't thinking when I wrote that and she was apologizing. I was like, no, like I'm usually the one apologizing. Like this feels weird. I I didn't like it. It felt uncomfortable. Back to the article that feel that leaves a lot of guys feeling anxious in their relationships because arguments seem like contests for which they're hopelessly ill-equipped. Yep. Many men have told me in essence that they feel stupid during arguments. Uh Uh-huh. 
with women in their lives because they don't seem to possess the same memory or insight into patterns. And I wonder why that is. I definitely don't possess the same memory. I'm, I'm hanging on by a fucking thread in the arguments, you know. And then by the time she's halfway done through talking one of her things, I already forgot the initial thing she said, so I don't remember shit. So by the end of it, I'm just like at a, sor- a finish line saying sorry, like I'm sorry, you know, sorry about that. I apologize. I'm sorry. Back to the article. Most men prefer to address one thing at a time during relationship discussions. I don't know if I identify with that. Perhaps that's a result of the relatively limited emotional training we received. In any case, we can end up feeling discouraged or hopeless when we're chasing multiple problems at once and perceive that none of them are being solved. Huh. Who knows? I mean, you know, it is really interesting, but I did note sometimes, like, the you know, stereotypes, you, you see where they're coming from sometimes. This is one place I really noticed them. Yard sales. Okay. So one summer, I was in San Francisco, and I was with somebody that, uh, oh, you know what? Actually, we're going to take a, we're going to take a quick break, and um, we've got, we've got, uh, we've got, we're going to do a little ad. Bing, bing, bing. Here's the ad. Okay, we're back. So I was in San Francisco for a summer, and I I was with someone that want, was, like, furnishing their apartment, so we went to a couple different yard sales. Now, the first three yard sales we went to all happened to be from gay men, and they were like really fun. Like it was like fun, like what you would expect. Like, and it, and it was different ages, gay men. It was like, you know, like record players, like funky clothes, good times. And then we went to a lesbian yard sale, and let me tell you, it was the saddest, most discouraging shit I've ever seen. It was just like an older butch woman with a crock pot. On her front lawn, we're walking up like, oh, is that for sale? And she's like, no, we're getting back together. It's not for sale. We don't need to do this, Megan. You're like, oh, God, lesbians, why why is the yard sale so fucking so sad? I'm going to go back to the gay men where they're nice to me, you know? And then straight people's ones, I don't know, maybe that gets stereotypical based on, like, other race, class, gender breakdowns that I, I'm not privy enough to notice, but oof. Was it, it was like every, it's like, just like, kind of like a lesbian, like, crocheting on her front lawn with a, some empty bird cages, and you're like, what's with the, is this a yard sale or a funeral? Like, what, you know, what is it really? Um, did any of you guys watch the presidential debates? I didn't, um, but I'm curious to watch some of the recaps. I'm going to be interested, and I'm going to really try to, like, you know, get, get, get more and, you know, start watching it and seeing what's going on i might wait until it's like less than like 87 people that are running you know okay and then i wanted to tell you guys a fun fact i thought this was interesting okay fun fact this is like good for like talking about at parties like say you didn't watch the debate and like everyone else is talking about it then you can be like oh yeah 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 it was crazy be like oh and then when beto said talk it in spanish like oof okay so you now you've said one thing and then you can switch to a fun fact. Be like, hey, you want to hear fun? Be like, politics are so overwhelming. Like, I got a fun fact. Okay. Captain Crunch. Remember Captain Crunch? Cereal. Yum, 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 yum. And then you have the cereal bars with the fake milk that tastes fucking good. Captain Crunch's full name is Horatio Magella Crunch. First of all, how did he still get the last name Crunch? Like, what in the shit? Like, what a cool last name. Crunch? Power. <clears throat> crunch. I'm going to crunch you out. Crunch, what's up, Crunch? Like, you sound like a fuck, I got a crush on Crunch. Yeah, you do, everybody does. That's a cool, that's not, that's a cool last name. Apparently, he also wasn't a captain, but he says he was a captain because he, 
um, was uh, like a sea captain. Whatever. He's the fucking thing of a sea. He's running a cereal. He's saying he's the captain of the seas of cereal. We're all captains in that regard. Um, uh, another fun thing about uh, cereal is don't eat honey bunches of oats too fast. I used to eat the, that honey bunches of oats so fast I would cut the roof of my mouth like a fucking, like a fire hazard. Hmm. All right. I hope you guys had a good day. It's exciting times. These debates are going on. It's a big thing. It's gay pride in New York, which, you know, not to be a killjoy is a fucking pain in the ass because I needed to do errands and go to the container store. Now it's going to be all backed up in the streets. Not to be too much of a grouch. And I got a, I got a whole bunch of shows, which is nice. And that, yeah, I'm, a, I'm in, I got a lot of shows, six shows, both nights, hustling, hustling. Gotta come up with some new jokes, you know. So we'll see what we can do. Okay, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, I hope you had or are having a good day. Good night. That was another uh, edition of my diary. I've got shows coming up. You can find them at emmacomedy.com. I'm in New York City all weekend, as I mentioned before. But next weekend, I'm going to be in Baltimore at the Creative Arts Alliance. And then I will be in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania on um, July 7th. And then I will be at Zany's in Chicago on the 10th, 11th. Zany's in Rosemont, 10th, 12th, 13th. And then in um, Chicago on the 11th. I got a lot of lots of shows coming up, so... Uh, come out, come to a show. I'll, I'll write more dates as they come. And if you're in New York, July 1st, my buddy Mateo Lane and I are doing a live recording of our podcast at the Village Underground, um, right in the West Village. Thank you. <laughs>